Sukkah, Perik Beis, Mishnah Ches, 2.8. The Mishnah will now consider the various categories of persons who are exempt from the mitzvah of Sukkah. And it starts with the usual triumvirate of Nashim, Vavadim, Ukatanim, Peturim, and Sukkah. Women, Avadim, these are slaves, this is an Evid Kanani, and I'll explain more in a moment. And Katanim are children, they are exempt from the Sukkah. Let's take each one in turn. As far as women go, we know there's a general rule that when it comes to women, they are exempt from mitzvahs asashes man grama. They're exempt from mitzvahs that are prompted by events on the calendar or on the clock. And that being the case in general, since, of course, sukkah comes around once a year and prompts the mitzvah of sukkah, they should be exempt. The problem is there are certain mitzvahs asashes man grama that women are obligated in. And if you recall back to Mishnah Vav at the Parak, we learned that there's a Gezerah Shava that connects the obligation of eating in one sukkah on the first night of Sukkot to the mitzvah of eating matzah on the first night of Pesach. And women are, in fact, obligated in the eating of matzah on that first night of Pesach. And that being the case, there'd be every reason to believe that the Gezerah Shava should also port over and with it bring along the obligation for women to eat inside the sukkah there, at least their kazais, let's say, inside the sukkah. And therefore the mission is saying that's not true. And the reason why is because the Pasuk that mandates the obligation for Sukkah says, Kol ha'ezrach b'Yisrael, every Jewish person, yeshfu b'Sukkos, they will dwell in the Sukkos. Now the word ha'ezrach, every citizen of Israel, so that is a rather unusual turn of phrase. And the extra hey in ha'ezrach, specifically those specific citizens, um, comes to exclude some subset of citizens, namely the women. So, Although women are in general exempt from Mitzvah you might have thought to learn from the Gezerah Shava 15th to 15th. So here it teaches us not the case. So women are exempt from the Mitzvah of Sukkah. There's a general question across all of these Mitzvahs, and there are a total of eight of them to be exact, that are Mitzvah Ashish and whether women are now totally exempt and don't even fulfill a Mitzvah if they do that. Um, or if they do fulfill like a mitzvah cumus, like an optional mitzvah, if they opt to, say, sit in the sukkah, um, and it's sort of like almost extra credit, but there's no strict obligation. Okay, most Mofarshim, including the the uh, Ashkenazi Rishonim, all learn that they can do the mitzvah if they want to, they're just not obligated to, and therefore, if they do opt to do the mitzvah, of one of these mitzvahs, they will do it and they'll make a bracha. So that would apply to sitting in a sukkah, shaking a lulav, hearing the shofar, saying kriyashma, saying svirasa omer, um, as well, period, those five. Um, of course, there's no bracha on kriyashma, but in any case, per se. But um, So they'd make a bracha on those. There are three others for the record, which is wearing tzitzis and the two mitzvahs of tefillin shed yad and tefillin shel rosh. Those women tend not to do. Uh, but in any case, so if a woman does it, though, she'll make a bracha and she'll be yotzi getting some mitzvah as a enum mitzvah osa. That's how Ashkenazim conduct themselves with Sephardim. There are some uh, Sephardic communities that women don't even make a bracha because they're concerned for the opinion that they don't get any mitzvah at all and therefore they go mitzvah safik brachas lahakel. So they're not sure if there's a mitzvah being done, they don't make the bracha on that side. Okay. Anyway, so that's, that's the question about women making the bracha of Leisha Basukah. As far as Avadim go, so Avadim come in two categories. An Evid Ivri, a Jewish indentured servant who got into some sort of financial trouble, he's a regular Jew in every sense of the word, and he's obligated in mitzvahs like every Jew, so he's not relevant here. We're talking here about the Evid who started out being a non-Jew, the Evid Kanani, who then converted to being 
um, the status of Evid, who's a quasi-Jew, if you will. They go to the mikvah, they accept um, the Torah and doing the mitzvahs, and they are obligated mitzvahs like women. So they're exempt from mitzvahs asher shazman grama, so they're exempt from sukkah as well. We discussed tavi not long ago in the Mishnahs. Um, and finally, katanam. Now, katanam are children. Children across the board are exempt from fulfilling mitzvahs. They're not yet bar mitzvah. That's true for boys until 13, girls until 12, bar mitzvah and bas mitzvah. Um, but children do have a mitzvah de Rabbanan, if you will, of chinuch. The truth is, according to most in the Pashas, is it's a mitzvah on the father to be machanech, to educate the child. Um, so it's not the child who's obligated per se, but rather the parent, the father, who's obligated to be machanech, the child. And therefore, although children are, are exempt, once they're old enough for chinuch to be educated, they become obligated mid banan. And on that point, um, the mission will say, When a child reaches the age that he no longer needs his mother, the Gemara explains this means that the child wakes up. Uh, when the child wakes up, he doesn't start calling out mommy, mommy. And as the Bartholomew emphasizes, it means that he can't be consoled. So once the, if the child needs his mother when he wakes up, so then he's exempt from sukkah. Once he reaches once the child no longer needs his mother when he wakes up, not calling out for mommy, then he has an obligation of sukkah with the rabban, the mitzvah of chinuch. Um, now, period. That's the din. Okay, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch put this at an age of about five or six years old. Now the Mishnah says, Maisa, it actually once happened, when Shammai himself, his daughter-in-law had a baby, Upiches es hamaziva v'sikach al gabe hamita b'shvil hakatan. Shammai saw to it that the roof over his daughter-in-law's bed was opened up to allow for, you know, schacht to there, so she could be, her bed could be um, made into a sukkah and under the sky, and therefore she could, there could be a sukkah there in the room, for the sake of the young son. Now this is what's called the Maisa Listor. This story is in direct contradiction to what we said before. The mission said children are exempt till they, if they need their mother, and how we're having a story where the child gets a sukkah even though he needs his mother. Um, so there's a chesuri mechsha, they're missing words here, and we're saying that Shammai himself held that children are obligated in the mitzvah of chinuch for sukkah when they can fulfill the mitzvah, even while they still need their mother, and therefore he arranged it that his daughter-in-law would have a sukkah over her bed, so that the child could have a sukkah. Now, the marshal points out, of course, that the newborn baby could not possibly be chayv and chinuch, um, although there are Rishonim who learn, perhaps, that Shammai learns that it's a chiv d'oraisa, but the Pasha says, no, this is a chiv d'oraban of chinuch, that applies only to children who have reached the age of, of chinuch, of being educated, and we're concerned here not about the newborn son, but rather about a, another child in the family, let's call him the four-year-old, for argument's sake, so the four-year-old child, he's not old enough to manage that as mom, so he needs to stay in her room. Um, but he, according to Beishamai, is old enough to understand sukkah on some level. He f- could fulfill this of sukkah. And therefore, Shammai arranged that he would have, his mother would have a sukkah over her bed. So when he went to his mother, he would sleep in the sukkah in the bed with her. But of course, the luck is not like, like Shammai or Beishamai. The luck is that children are not high in sukkah, um, even for Chinuch, until the age of about five or six years old.